the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Militants linked to Easter suicide bombings opened fire and set off explosives during a raid by Sri Lankan security forces on a house in the country's east, leaving behind 15 bodies that included six children. The battle comes amid widespread fear of more attacks. Officials are hunting for militants with explosives believed to be still at large. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn says consumers are losing control over their own privacy and identity as they rely more and more on apps to conduct their daily lives on the Internet. They generate massive amounts of data about themselves, and that is the problem. Many companies call this data and use it for a range of purposes without the user's knowledge. Blackburn has proposed the Browser Act to create one single set of rules for the entire Internet administered by one federal agency. This is SRN News. Would you rather have beer or complete and utter contentment? What kind of beer? Who wants total contentment or beer when you can have Meat Masters Radio? Meat Masters Radio is a covert caper that helps rogue warriors up their barbecue game. Grilling and meat smoking tips, recipes, and talk. Beer is the nectar of the nitwit. No more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Tune in for Meat Masters Radio Saturdays at 4 p.m. and Sundays at 11 a.m. on Business 1440. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? Well, EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty. 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator... Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440, 651-289-4477, the number to call. If my voice sounds like I'm ready for a job Saturday, well, you're a week early for that. But once every three months, we actually get the double dip. We get not just a job Saturday, but we get a GDP Saturday, the first estimate of the previous quarter's GDP. I always kind of have fun with this because we're pretty good at 
figuring out what GDP should be. We get lots of bits of information about what GDP should be as we move forward. And over the last several weeks here on the show, and if you go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and listen to the archive of our of our podcast, you'll hear me talk about something called a nowcast. The nowcast for for current quarter or the most previous quarter GDP. And the theme for this hour is basically if you were surprised by what happened, and as you'll hear, lots of people were surprised. Their surprise didn't follow the news that you've been listening to here on the show for the last two months. Right? If you made a forecast in January, as some people had to, at, um, including yours truly, you would have predicted first quarter numbers would be per- fairly low. Um, we're, in the, we're, we're in the middle of a government shutdown. We're still experiencing issues with China from tariffs. We're just come. We're beginning to think that maybe we're going to get a deal at the end of February, but we're not sure there's a deal yet. We don't know what's going on. Um, and then, of course, the the hideous weather of early February strikes. Well, weather weather will cool people's jets, and things will slow down for that. So by the time we were we were having to do forecasts, and I I, I was laughing to myself uh, yesterday about my good fortune. Normally, Winter Institute that we have up here in St. Cloud, which was the that week of the nasty snowstorms in the nasty snowstorms in February, that first full week of February, um, would have been the time I would have had to do my 2019 forecast. But because we were doing a special set of events, including having uh, President uh, James Bullard of the St. Louis Federal Reserve here to speak uh, on that night. Um, my usual forecast panel got bumped off the program, which people said, but King, you, you, well, it turned out it was a blessing because I probably would have had to say something that, that today I would have to eat crow for. Uh, I don't have to because I didn't get to, but I, ha- I will admit, I'm going to, this, is this a pre-buttal? Maybe this is a pre-buttal. Um, well, actually, I think it's a post-buttle because the numbers are in. But a 3.2% growth rate for GDP reported yesterday in the first quarter. A, you know, a, a shocker. Um, I had CNBC on when the number came out. And, you know, on uh, I, was in, I was in the middle of a, of, of a, chamber of co- a local chamber of commerce meeting. So I had, I had surreptitiously stuck one of my... Uh, AirPods in my ear, and I at 7:29, and I flipped CNBC on, and I've got it on, and Santelli, you know, does, is his usual shouty self, and was was ebullient uh, for about 20 seconds. It took me all of about 90 seconds to do this, and I managed to do it pretty sneakily, uh, and I, I don't think I don't think I got busted by anybody, um, but I heard that, got the number, and then took the head immediately, popped the earphone off, and and went about my my uh, my chamber of commerce mingling way. Um, businesses are doing pretty well, and and the fourth quarter, the second half, or I would actually call it the fourth quarter pause, was just that. It was a pause. And recessions, excuse me, expansions often have pauses. So. People wanted to get out in front of this and and talk about talk about things in an entirely different different way than the way they were discussed. I'll give you the numbers in a minute, but sort of give you the feel for where for where folks were at. I'm going to jump down to cut number three, Andrew. Um, Kevin Hassett is on Bloomberg, and I want you to listen. In fact. Keep your finger on the keep your finger on the pause button, Andrew, because I I just want to play it first. The 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 announcer whose name I I I have no interest in. Um, the announcer from Bloomberg. Listen to how she asks Kevin Hassett, chair of the Trump Council of Economic Advisors. How does she ask the question about the first quarter number? 
play just that little bit there, Andrew. Talk to us about the transitory effects that happen within the, this particular first quarter reading, the business inventories, the consumer bit lackluster. Are you thinking that this is a concern? Stop. Right. <laughs> okay. So let me rephrase the question. I'll let me rephrase the question. Dr. Hassett, your first quarter GDP numbers are in and they've come out very positively. To what do you attribute this this positive surprise in the numbers? That's all you had to do, young lady. That's all you had to do. Instead, she gets she prebuts his answer by saying, Well, it's inventories. Consumer spending was weak. Okay, you know. She's already downplaying the number because, again, the market forecast was for about two, between two and a quarter and two and a half. But the Atlanta Federal Reserve had already put out its nowcast and for the last two weeks had flashed 2.8, 2.7. I'll tell you what, if you say 2.8 and, and it comes in at 3.2, if you pitch horseshoes, we'd give you a point. All right? You didn't hit a ringer. But you you get a point. You're close enough. All right. You're within a shoe width. All right. The New York Fed at one and a half percent with a three point two. No, that's a miss. And for all those that had the number in two to two and a quarter range, that's a miss too. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot of commentary in the way I'm talking about it that I think went way over the top that went searching for people who had bad forecasts before that I'm going to talk about to say that's an unfair criticism. But she's doing it right to him right after the announcement. And she's already poo-pooing the numbers. Let's listen to Kevin Hassett's answer. Continue cut number three, please. Well, you know, first of all, I guess maybe the headline is that the the number was so good that I'm out here talking about it in a thunderstorm, right? (laughs) The fact is that uh, there were some transitory uh, effects, like you mentioned, inventories, those often reverse themselves in the next quarter. Uh, The consumer spending was a little bit disappointing, but the headline of 3.2, as you know, was just a blockbuster number. And if you add to that that the first quarter has tended to be about a percent below the rest of the year over the last 25 years, then, you know, this is really something that should make people revise upward their forecast for the rest of the year. I think that the way I think about it and the way it all works out in the end is that the inventories are going up because the retailers are expecting consumers to consume more than they have, as you mentioned, over the last uh, few quarters or few months. Uh, and we saw a little bit of a sign of that in March. And uh, if consumers do ratchet up their consumption and we get more like uh, 3% consumption growth in the second, third, and fourth quarters, uh, then that would be consistent with the income growth numbers that we're seeing. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about this this nonsense. I'm going to call it nonsense about the focus on inventories. I do it, everyone does it. If you've listened to the King Banyan show here regularly on Business 1440 and you've heard me talk about GDP reports in the past, one of the things you'll know is I always look at Final sales for domestic purchase of domestic uh, products. It okay. Final sales rather than gross domestic product. Final sales to domestic purchasers or final sales of domestic product. And if I look at that number, that comes in at two and a half percent. It was two point one percent in the. It was two point one percent in the in the fourth quarter. It was one percent in the second. In, in the third quarter, it was this whopping 5.4% in the, in the second quarter of 2018, which is why I said in the second half of 2018, I think the numbers are going to get better because in that quarter, when people said, well, how could GDP have grown 4.2%? I said, hey, it could have been a five, but there was some, in, there was some inventory, there was some inventory rundown. Uh, there was some of that purchase. There were a lot of purchases that came out of inventories that's going to help support second half GDP in 2018. That turned out to be true. It's worth understanding, and I think Hassett does a nice job of, of explaining what's the role of inventories. 
The role of inventories is to smooth sales. Right? You or excuse me, to smooth production, not smooth sales. To smooth production. I'm sorry, I completely said that backwards. The role of inventories is to smooth production. You want to turn out the same level of output each day at the factory. You want to have the same number of workers come in each day producing the same amount of goods and services each day. Inventory is how you allow there to be fluctuations in your sales but keep your productivity your your production fairly constant. So when when GDP is rising faster than final sales, it means you're adding to your inventory. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. If you think you're going to get more purchases later, then you look at that inventory and gain say, yeah, well, some people didn't show up to buy their stuff today. It's okay. They'll be here tomorrow. Not a big deal. If you look and you see those inventory gains, you go, I don't understand why that's happening. I, I, I mean, I don't think someone's going to come and buy that. Now it's a problem. Inventory investment can be for reasons that, that businesses expect or for reasons businesses don't expect. It's unexpected inventory changes that make it transitory and make next quarter's GDP fall. If it's an expected change in inventory because you thought you thought the cold weather of of January and February uh, kept people out of your stores, but they'll be back in the springtime. When that happens, then you have to say that inventory change is actually a sign of good good things to come. What I think happened in in the spring of 2018 was people. Businesses got surprised with how many people came through the door and they couldn't make stuff fast enough, so they 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 worked through some of their inventory and then they built it back up in the second half. That is a good change. Now, consumption was down. That's what she said before. We'll talk about that, but then we're going to talk about some of the really good reasons why this number turned out to be a really good number. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. The kids across the hall could hear him snoring. Listen to Steve and Carrie's story about Z-Quiet. I can't control it. I would try not to. I would try sleeping in different positions. I'd say, well, let me try wadding the pillow up and putting it behind my head this way, or I'm going to make sure I sleep on my stomach or sleep on my side. And I considered the surgery as well uh, because I figured there's no way some product on TV was going to fix a problem that I'd had. And so we buy it. It shows up. I put it in. Didn't have any trouble falling asleep. And remember waking up in the same bed and not having been nudged in the middle of the night. Yeah, you forgot it when we went to the cabin. That was not fun. No. (laughs) Well, the only time he's forgotten to take it on an out-of-town trip, and it was like stepping back into time. (laughs) Z-Quiet works for both men and women. Go to GetZQuiet.com and enter promo code SLEEP to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SLEEP. To save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com. Promo code SLEEP. Budget meetings, young adult ministry meetings, mission and outreach meetings, what carpet should we buy for the office meetings? Twin Cities Pastors, you're invited to the 11th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch on Friday, May 17th. This luncheon is a remedy for too many meetings fever and is a healthy break from your overloaded schedule. Plus, it's free thanks to support from the Kingdom Builders. Reserve your seats for this time of fellowship and encouragement at am980themission.com. Hey, your home has some real nice gutters, said no one ever. It's Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. No one notices gutters until there's a problem. Whether you've had damage from an ice dam from the long, hard winter, water in your basement, or you've just been thinking about the health of your gutters for a while, call the Kingdom Builders. We fabricate 5- and 6-inch seamless gutters right on site, and they're specifically designed and color matched to your home. We also mount stainless steel micro-mesh gutter covers to keep your system clean. No getting up on a ladder and wondering what you'll find. A budding tree, an irritated robin, or the neighbor kid's lacrosse ball. We're talking minimum maintenance for years to come. Plus, they look great. 
So let us take care of the most underappreciated but very important part of your roof, your gutter system. Call the Kingdom Builders today, 612-900-9166, or find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople, we're just great gutter installers. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Randy from Arby's here. You know, we give your computer problems the boot, but did you know we service business office computers and servers at your location? Arby's can also set up business networks and firewalls to protect your equipment at your business. We'll even move data and accounts for you. We'll focus on the technology so you can concentrate on your business. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, King Daniel Show Business fourteen forty. I've got my, uh, I've got a little uh, uh, live feed up on one of my screens right now, um, watching uh, further protests going on in Paris right at this moment uh, by the uh, by the uh, yellow vest uh, gilet jaune uh, uh, movement uh, there against Macron. The uh, Figaro's uh, reporting fifty five hundred uh, protesters. Uh, assembling around uh, about uh, 80 minutes ago uh, in the streets of Paris. Um, you can decide whether or not that's a large one or not. I'll keep my eye on it for you. I don't have a whole lot of detail for you at, at this particular moment, nor do any of the newspapers that I'm keeping my eye on. Uh, but uh, thanks to NarnFan through Twitter, which you can find me, us at pound KBRS. But NarnFan, one of our listeners, um, uh, had posted that posted that a little bit ago who i follow pretty regularly and and po- had retweeted that from somebody and um, caused me to take a look uh don't have time to talk too much about that right this moment but if uh, news breaks over there i will i will report it because that's certainly worth keeping our eyes on um i i still find myself um wanting to wanting to look for trouble for the u.s economy from international sources uh, and and I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that too in a moment. But let me go back to to this point that we were making just before the break here. By the way, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven, the number to call with your questions or comments. Are you were you surprised by these these results? Um, my point is, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be because. Because unlike a job Saturday, where what you're getting is only five days after the end of the month, it is the first real look into a month. And there's a lot of news value, at least in my mind, to the jobs report. There is, I do not make that big a deal about the GDP report because most of it is, is relatively older news. But it's worth remembering how people think about it, how people talk about it. Um, I I was reading a piece uh, on uh, a a very conservative site called The American Thinker, um, in which, in which, uh, in essence, everyone who got a forecast wrong uh, and had predicted one percent that this would be the start of the recession or something like that. was basically called out for ridicule in this by this by this uh, particular blogger. Um, it is worth remembering when the forecast happens. That's why I made the point I did at the very beginning. Had I been required to make a forecast at Winter Institute in the first full week of February, and you said, "What do you think first quarter GDP is going to be?" What you know? Come on, King. You're five six weeks into it. You must have an opinion about what the what the current quarter is going to look like. I'd have been I'd have been closer to one and a half percent than to than the three percent. I probably would have would have hedged myself to the upside a little bit and said one oh, one and a half, maybe two. But no one was at three at that point. If you said one percent or one and a half percent as recently as the first week of April, there should be egg on your face and there should be and, and someone would 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 heap some scorn on you but most of the forecasts were not there 
by the time we got to April, most people were in that area where they were thinking about the the two, two and a quarter, two and a half, and that's where I was. I was at two and a half. I'm off a little more. I don't think my horseshoe is within the width to get a point. But, by the way, does anyone pitch horseshoes anymore? You know, send me a tweet at Send me a tweet or, or, or call us at 651-289-4477. Are my horseshoe comments so far out of bounds now that people are going, what's he talking about? What's this horseshoe thing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but but I will say I consider I consider my forecast of 2.5 when it comes to 3.2 a miss, not a hit. But it's not a wild miss. If I'm within 1%, I mean, I'll say, yeah, I missed. Okay. And, but it doesn't cause me to say, oh, my model must be wrong. The New York Fed was down around 1.5%, 1.6%, 1. 1.7%. In fact, I'm going to have to go look up, uh, I'm going to have to go look up uh, that particular piece um, uh, just, just now. Let me go look at the New York Fed. Yeah, their last forecast on April 26th was one43 that is a miss. And that is one where I think they need, they probably are the ones that need to go back and re-examine what's going on with the model. Now you can go back and re-examine a model and say, eh, it didn't turn out. It, 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 it's just one of those, you know, if you think about a bell curve, right? Draw a bell curve in your head. Now here I am drawing graphs on, on radio again, which you can't see. But this is this is a mental exercise. You're smart listeners. You get this, right? In your head, you're looking. You you have a bell curve in your head. Now I want you to look at both the left and right tails of that distribution. Go out a little bit to where it's getting closer and closer to the to the to the horizontal axis, right? And I can use words like this because I get such smart listeners, right? Go out and look at that. They all right. Every forecast will one time in 20 be out there in one of those tails. All right. Indeed, if you make your tails a little bit closer to the middle, depending on where you decide to draw the tail, it could be one in 10 or one in eight. So you might just look at that and you come back and say, yeah, well, it was a bad miss and not change your model. I will say, having said that, that when when they did the when they did their their now cast, uh, when they did their now cast uh, on um, uh, in, uh, of this number back in uh, back in uh, January, if I go look at the January numbers, um, and, and and went to do their do their now cast, they actually came in. They actually came in at 2.35. Uh, uh, th- they came in at 2.35, and the number actually came in at 2.56. So they were only off two tenths of a point last time. So yeah, they missed by a lot, but they missed by a little last time. All right. I'm a forecaster. I'm a member of the profession. And I will say, we make mistakes. We mess stuff up. And so you try to explain things. And that's why you get, well, you get things like this. Andrew, let's play cut number one. This is Nick Marutsis, who's an economist at, uh, at uh, James, at, at uh, Janice Henderson, excuse me. Uh, and uh, and he's on Bloomberg yesterday and, and trying to explain how his forecast probably was off a bit based on this answer. Play cut number one, please. I think Mike hit the nail on the head. Yes, GDP was higher, but the devil's in the details. The underlying demand was weak. Business investment, PCE both cooled. Underlying GDP was really around 1%, hence why you see a rally in rates. So the reality is, is that the economy is actually fairly resilient, strong labor market, low yields. But... The Fed is looking to keep rates on hold, and they're likely to do so for the foreseeable future. So he doesn't want to give up the part of his forecast about the Fed. 
Um, but I think that I think that uh, forecast is roughly right. Uh, that the Fed's going to stay on hold. I, I don't see anything changing on in that regard. Fine. Um, was the inventory number large? Yes, again, but we've explained that. Was GDP growth re- reduced because of de- decrease in personal consumption? Yes, and I think that in particular was true due to a decline in consumption of durable goods uh, on that side. But if I go now and look at, at what's happened in terms of durable goods consumption, just in, just reported out, core durable goods orders in March was actually up 1.3% month over month. And that was that was driven by a big bigger increase, a 2.2% increase in computer and electronic components. Okay, year over year, the number's still down, but we're beginning to see a bit of a pickup. Uh, uh, we saw a pickup in March. If that begins to reaccelerate, okay, and move back to where it was in last year, that number might turn around. So the question, the question is really whether or not, whether or not con- the consumption number was negative. And I want to remind you, right? The first quarter contains January, February, and March. January and February, what did we do? We dug a lot of snow. We stayed inside. Because it was dang cold out. Guess what? You probably didn't say, oh, this is a great time for me to do some shopping online. You probably hunkered down. Or you might have actually had to stay at home and do do your office work from the house. If you, if you, wor- if you work in a, in a professional setting, there's a good chance a lot of us did a lot of telecommuting in the early part of February. And we might have actually spent more time on our computers doing doing work work rather than what we often do at work, which is to take a long lunch so that we can uh, pick up something on Amazon. Uh, that's that's possibly what happened there. So it's not clear to me that this consumption decline is that negative, but it's not it's not unfair for someone to point that out. It's gone down two consecutive quarters. If I look at the, if I look at if I look at durable goods consumption. They contributed 1.16% to GDP growth through that big 4.2 number in the second quarter of 2018, followed by 0.9 in Q3, 0.54 in Q4, and then subtracted 0.14 in, uh, excuse me, 0.38 in, uh, in, in uh, the first quarter of 2018. By the way, I read the wrong lines. Let me read that again. 0.6 contribution of durable goods in, in the first quarter excuse me, in the, in the f- second quarter of 2018, 0.26 in the third quarter of, of 2016, point, a quarter percent, 0.25 in, in Q4, and then subtracted 0.38. So that's a, big, that's a big reversal. That's as much as the inventory changes. So here's the thing. If the inventories were unexpected and the, go- and the durable goods decrease is real, this is a weaker report than, we, than it looks. But it could really be the other way, too, in which case this report might be actually a harbinger of better times to come. Is that possible? Yeah, it might be. The underlying economy, though, is really strong, and that really should be what you take back from this. We'll be back after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. can't believe it that philip brought his little brother on our mission into orbit how long until we get there how long until we get there how long until we get there no i can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with geico what's this button do what's this button do what's this button do what's this button do? No, 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 don't touch that believe it geico could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow 
protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, social security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. The Supreme Court has announced that it will take up cases that will determine whether or not sexual orientation and gender identity are included as protected classes under the federal government's Civil Rights Act of 1964. During the Obama administration, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission cited the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which prevented discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin, and they said that gender identity and sexual orientation should be considered included under sex. But there's no one who can plausibly argue that Congress and the then-President Lyndon Johnson had sexual orientation and gender identity in mind in 1964. They didn't. They wouldn't have understood what we are talking about. It's an effort from the moral revolutionaries to try to further their aims by going around Congress, seeking action by executive order, and then support from the courts. An ultimate decision in this case is not likely to come until June of 2020. And that sets the stage for an incredible drama now to follow. I'm Albert Moeller. Step into Chet's Shoes this season for a variety of men's and women's work and recreational footwear. Our store features safety toes and regular toes, as well as keen hiking boots and New Balance walking and running shoes. Think steel toe boots are too heavy? Check out our lightweight safety toe footwear. Don't let spring showers get in the way of work or play this season. Make sure your feet are protected with durable waterproof boots. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and shop ChetShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Go ahead and just play cut two, please. I may not have given him enough. If you look at the underlying economy, the underlying economy is doing well. U.S. is not doing poorly. It's doing relatively well. Looks reasonably stable. The U.S. still has a growth momentum. The economy had continued to grow. Likely to grow. Probably not as fast as we would like, but the back half of the year is going to be meaningfully better. I see the U.S. economy in a really good place. In good shape. Pretty darn good. We think the U.S. economy is decelerating, but, you know, nowhere close to a recession, just coming off the highs. All right, so here's what we here's here's the thing. King Banyan Show Business fourteen forty. We're talking about the GDP report that came out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna transition to some other other facts. By the way, at the top of the hour, Isaac Orr from the Center of the American Experiment, who's got a got a new a, a, a new study out that we need to talk about about energy here in Minnesota and the cost of energy in Minnesota, and I want to compare it to some other things that I've been reading lately that that would suggest that. That mandates are just really expensive. We should really talk about how expensive they are. Um, anyway, let me let me uh, get to th- these points. The underlying economy is still strong. Un- again, I use final sales to get the inventory changes out of the numbers. And and let me go back and read those growth rates one more time for you. Final sales to domestic purchasers. Okay, to see final sales of domestic product, not domestic purchase. Final sales of domestic product, 1% in the third quarter, 2.1% in the fourth quarter of 2018, 2.5% in the first quarter of 2019. So there was a pickup in final sales. Where did it come from is the question, particularly when you say consumption, the biggest component, actually fell, which is true, right? That fact is true. A lot of it came out of durable goods. I'm going to suggest that the first two months of, of, of uh, winter, January and February, first two months of the first quarter, were too dang cold to go out and find yourself a new refrigerator. I've got, 
I've got an appliance that needs to be replaced. We just haven't gotten around to it yet because my wife keeps saying, well, we got to get the yard in shape. We got to do this. And she says, we'll just get to that later. Don't worry about it. We've got other ways of, of preparing our food. We don't need, we don't need, we need, a, we need to, we need to replace a microwave. And, and she's like, don't worry about it. We'll get to it later. I could have done that over the winter. I, we knew it was failing. But when it's 15 below zero at two in the afternoon on a day where you're not, where your campus is closed, you're not thinking about, oh man, this would be a great day to go buy a microwave. Nope, wasn't, didn't. Uh, so I'm leaning on the side of that number's going to turn around and that that's a transitory effect and that's where some of the inventory is and things are going to be fine. We'll see. All right. I could be wrong. All right. But we know how to find out if I'm right or wrong. I, I've, uh, in essence, you can mark the tape. I've called my shot. All right. I'm saying that that stor- that part of the story will turn around. That doesn't mean that everything's hunky dory. Let me get to the remainder. Okay. Because there's two other things that are happening. One, residential investment has been has been in a declining phase for for a while. If I look at residential investment, okay, in terms of res, residential in, investment meaning housing, I have had negative quarters ever since the fourth quarter of 2017. And this quarter was no different and it's begun to decelerate. So that if I go and look at if I go look at uh at at the residential it subtracted a tenth, a tenth of a percent of GDP. That's been happening pretty consistently now for five quarters in a row. So yes, housing sales are up. Yes, things. I mean, the construction market has looked pretty good, but existing home sales were reported out weak last week. And when there's a recession coming, and you do this by looking at inventories. Okay, the way this normally changes, as I tweeted at you this morning, is that um, is that what turns first is residential investment, and then what goes next is the equipment and software investment by businesses. So, but this has been going on now for five quarters on the residential side, and if I look at what's happened to investment in in equipment. Okay, it just hit it hit approximately zero after growing well at a very nice clip pretty much since since the uh, end of 2016. To me, the sign that that businesses have been been buoyed by first the election of President Trump and then by the tax bill has been the strength of that equipment and software investment number which has contributed roughly a quarter to a half percent to GDP growth over, over the last two years. That number came in just about zero in this most recent quarter. That's only one quarter. So we're not going to pay a whole lot of attention to that yet. But we, I mean, we're not going to say, whoops, whoops, maybe we got an indicator of recession coming. But... If you wanted to talk about what might cause you to pause on this and say, eh, maybe this is not such a great report, I'd put my finger on that number rather than the number about consumption. Because the number on consumption is pretty easily explained with a weather story. That story is not so well explained. Is that weather? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But... When that number turns over to negative, that's usually a pretty good sign that the expansion's running out of gas. So this might be just a one-quarter pause. Maybe it's weather. Maybe it's not. But I'm paying more attention to that than the other. The one last thing to point out to you, though, is the impact that came from, from trade. Indeed, it got asked uh, of uh, Kevin Hassett, who we who we heard near the top of the top of the hour here. But this is Kevin Hassett on Bloomberg again, um, speaking about the impact of trade on GDP. Let's play cut number four. 
Well, I think that the trade deals for the latest uh, quarter are, are, you know, the promise of them, but also some of the actions we've taken, you know, are clearly visible in the data. As you know, we got about 1% of the growth came from an improvement in the net, net export position. I think the net exports improved in part because people were hoarding Chinese products ahead of the tariffs last year, and then there was a big decline in imports from China. Also, uh, some of the resolution of disputes involved people buying soybeans and so, and you can see uh, agricultural exports, you know, surprised on the upside. Side as well, and so I think that the trade for the for this quarter, you know, clearly is a net positive. Trade's a net positive, but it's worth understanding why it's a net positive. I mean, this is this is um, this is uh, uh, something worth worth us taking a moment to to think about. If I look at what happened, imports actually fell three point seven percent. Okay, imports fell three point seven percent. Now, why does that matter? It matters because imports are the actions taken by U.S. consumers to purchase goods that happen to come from overseas. Okay? And if I look at that number, i got to go find it again. We decreased our consumption of imported goods, not services. Services stay roughly the same. Okay? But our consumption of imported goods fell 4.4% in the first quarter, right? While our exports of goods rose by 4.7%. Now, Hassett might be right that some of that is ag, that's the soybeans that the Chinese have bought to try to mollify uh, President Trump as they try to get to a trade deal. A trade deal is coming. Apparently, uh, 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 trade rep Lighthizer is heading to Beijing again this, this Tuesday, um, to engage in further trade talks, um, not not well reported, I, let me say, but uh, but that's out there. Uh, but you know, I want to come. I want to talk about that because there's a China story out there, but there's also some other stories that are out there too, where trade has been important. But this change, let me let me get to the get to the punchline. The impact of the change in ex, in net exports in this quarter added more than 1% to GDP. Let me put it another way. If we had not, if we had not de- developed a real improvement in net exports in the first quarter, quarter reported GDP growth would have been closer to 2.25% rather than 3.25%. That's pretty significant stuff. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you all you need to do is call big lou at 800-444-2013 lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor call 800-444-2013 big lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford remember big lou's like you He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your back. Yard. Well, I can't use my tool because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. 
Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model closeout pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now? No, eh? Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by their truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. American pressure. Spray it. Don't say it. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort in mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. I like this. King Bang Show Business 1440. Yeah, I still yearn the days when I used to play music on radio rather than talking so much. Um, I'm sure my listeners feel that way from time to time. 651-289-4477. Number to call questions, comments. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, Isaac Orr from a policy fellow at the Center of American Experiment. He's a specialist in energy and environmental policies, and he's going to be talking about about renewable energy standards. These dang mandates. $80 billion? It would cost Minnesota $80 billion, he says? Wow. I don't know. Seems like a lot of money to me. We should find out. We should find out it, why and what makes that such a good idea. Um, anyway, let me let me talk a little bit more so talk a little bit more about this by the way relatively unnoticed i found this in the uh, south china morning post um which uh, when i have more time during the summer i'll probably read the semp uh daily during particularly in the busier parts of the school year i simply don't get to it i don't have time um uh then um and so um the China's bilateral trade with the U.S. weakened for the first quarter of this year after export order front-loading from both countries started to fade. This confirms exactly what Hassett was saying. Some of the, some of the uh, higher trade deficit numbers were perhaps due to front-loading to get ahead of the tariffs that everyone thought was coming and then, of course, didn't when, uh, when uh, Trump and Xi met in in uh, Buenos Aires back in November. Uh, Mexico has taken advantage of this to become the U.S.'s top trading partner of the U.S. so far this year, according to new data from the U.S. Census Bureau. This shows that while U.S. President Donald Trump has stood firm on stopping Mexican immigrants on the U.S. southern border, he has not been able to stop the flow of Mexican goods, which are partially filling the gap left by Chinese goods affected by the trade dispute. This comes despite the fact that Trump has been trying to force a revised deal through Congress to place to replace NAFTA. Okay, yeah, going further into this piece, the U.S. had had 102 billion dollars in goods trade with Mexico in the first two months of the year. In second place, Canada, 97.5 billion; China, third at 96.7 billion, according to census data. Mexico had been in third place. Uh, a year ago behind Canada and China. China's General Administration of Customs said that from January to March, overall trade with the U.S. fell 11% year-on-year. 
The U.S. is now behind the European Union and ASEAN, the Association of Southeast, and Southeast Asian Nations, in order of China's biggest trading partners. China was still the home of mo- to most U.S. imports, but that's down 11% from the January-February period 11, uh, uh, a year earlier. Mexican exports to the U.S. rose by 5%. So this is what's happening. We're actually... Do, we're, we're, so, so, so there was front loading, but there's also something happening with a re a refiguring of supply chains. Those supply chains aren't moving back from China into the U.S. Perhaps as much as they're moving from China back to Mexico to shorten them up and to take advantage of where there actually is a trade deal proposed and where at least for the moment. In terms of goods and services, the trade between Mexico and the United States is still is still on friendly terms. Ditto, I think, for for Canada, though perhaps not so, not quite so much because of the disputes over dairy. We don't import dairy from Mexico, so so they're not really all that interested in 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 the dispute. Okay. Um, so the top three goods the U.S. imports from Mexico, get this, vehicle and vehicle parts, computer, and electrical equipment. I find that, I find that very, very interesting. But this is what's likely to happen as we get to, as we, get to uh, as, we, as we go further on. It's being reported right now. This is in the New York Times. You know, it says there will be a visit from Chi to while Trump kept his comments vague yesterday, people familiar with the situation told the New York Times that the hope is for Trump and Xi to sign an agreement in May or June. So uh, Lighthizer and Mnuchin are going to Beijing on Tuesday, and it's expected that uh, uh, Liu He, the uh, Chinese vice premier who's made several trips to try to hammer out the deal, expects to be in the U.S. in D.C. Uh, to further work on negotiations on May 8th. Okay, this has been going on for a few months. Uh, hard to say whether it's going to, how much longer it's going to take, but I will say that 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 they believe that they're being buoyed by a strong hand. A strong U.S. economy means they don't have to make a deal quickly; they can take time. China's e- economy grew faster than expected in the first quarter as well, though many people think that's because of very strong stimulus me- measures, and that the, and that those measures are likely to be uh, decline, uh, likely to fade in the weeks and months ahead. In fact, China's already signaled to their folks that uh, uh, all the stimulus they've gotten is all the stimulus they're likely to get for the year. Um, We'll have to talk about that a little more later, but uh, first, coming up after these messages, Isaac Orr from the Senate of the American Experiment. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Budget meetings, young adult ministry meetings, mission and outreach meetings, what carpet should we buy for the office meetings? Twin Cities Pastors, you're invited to the 11th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch on Friday, May 17th. This luncheon is a remedy for too many meetings fever and is a healthy break from your overloaded schedule. Plus, it's free thanks to support from the Kingdom Builders. Reserve your seats for this time of fellowship and encouragement at am980themission.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. Hi, I'm Lee, along with Matt and Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. In John chapter 3, there's a man named Nicodemus that comes to Jesus by night to ask him questions. Nicodemus was a pretty smart guy. 
He was even admired by a lot of people around him. He was a Pharisee who had so much knowledge of the scriptures at that time, but he missed one simple truth. You must be born again. Many people call us with issues that seem complicated regarding their roof or gutters. There may actually be a simple solution to the problem. We'd love the opportunity to come to your home, take a look at what's happening, and see if there isn't that simple solution. Just as Jesus answered Nicodemus' question with the famous verse, John 3.16, we hope to solve your problem with a straightforward solution. Call us today at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.